Are you ready to be motivated? Hey everyone, Brad Daly is here to bring you another exciting episode of Motivators in Motion. Today we're going to be speaking with Jeff Altman. Jeff is the founder and coach of The Big Game Hunter, where he helps people and organizations become more effective every single day. We're going to chat with Jeff about this and more in just a second, but first, let's thank our sponsor. Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial right now at audibletrial.com slash motivatorsemotion. With a busy schedule, I don't get in as much reading as I probably should. Audible allows me to finally check out that book that everyone's been talking about. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Check it out right now for free at audibletrial.com slash motivatorsemotion. Jeff, welcome to the podcast. And if you could just start out by telling everyone, what are you most excited about in your life right now? I love helping people change. That could be in their careers, in their work life, their families. I love the process of getting people lit up. You talk a lot about the big game and referring to people's lives or their careers and, and different areas that they need to explore, really maybe open their eyes up to for the first time. Uh, what's it been like in your experience with helping people to, as you call it, find the big game and uh, really kind of just tap into that area in their life that maybe they haven't even known existed to them in the past? So many people are stuck. And they're stuck starting off from the way that they were conditioned in the school system. Because when you think about it, what does school really teach you that's useful to you as an adult? I think the basic lesson of school is shut up, do what you're told, regurgitate a bunch of things when we tell you to, do what we tell you to do when we tell you to do it, or else. And they get to the workforce, and now they've got that lesson learned. And what starts to happen is people die a slow death. They start to suddenly, not suddenly, it's been a gradual process over the course of a lifetime, lose the spark within them. It's become dulled. It you know, starts to incinerate. And whether it's in their career or in their lives in general, I want to get the spark lit again so that the fire can start to burn and then carry a torch out into the world where they can do great things. So for me, I just love seeing that kind of energy back in people because, like I said, so many people are dying and they wonder why it is their life isn't interesting to them anymore, their work isn't, nothing is good for them anymore. And you know, it's a painful thing to observe. So I just love seeing them get lit up again. What's maybe the most challenging thing for people today to, as you say, light that spark, to get things going again, to get them more excited? What's maybe the hardest part of that transition to go from where they're at to where they want to go? Fear. Fear because they don't remember what it's like anymore. Fear because they actually will have to do something different. Because most people have given the opportunity, we'd rather complain about it than do something about it. There's a risk that they're going to have to take in order to make the change. And sometimes they can't figure out what that risk is going to, well, what the real risk is going to be. They've got this dramatic thing in their mind. Oh, I might fail. Oh, 
but don't you feel like a failure now? Yeah, okay. So the way you have it set up is, on the one hand, you're damned if you stay the way you are, and you're damned if you make the change. How do you win? And they've never really thought about it, but they're, they've set themselves up for that failure. And often with people, they're afraid of making that change. They're afraid of getting past their excuses. And they use the excuse of, you mean I got to pay you for this? Duh. Do you work for free? <laughs> it's hysterical to listen to people who all they do is complain and, and then they don't want to do anything about it. How about folks who are looking to find a job that more so maybe they're fine in their personal lives, relationships, maybe they're good on that front, but career-wise specifically, they're trying to lock into that job that more so fulfills their boxes to be wanted, to be needed by other people, to really kind of have a purpose in life per se with their career. What's your experience been like to, especially here in the year of 2019 in this day and age, for people to get into a job market that's maybe saturated in a specific field, but yet they still want to be there because that's their passion. What's your experience been like with those folks to kind of find those particular jobs? So I'll start off with a premise that the skills needed to find a job are different than those needed to do a job. So the job search skill set complements the actual skill set needed to do the job. And most people are completely incompetent. doesn't matter what level they're at. Most senior people I've worked with, C-suite professionals all over the country, they're, they're mediocre at best, and they do foolish things that prove so costly. Then they got the juniors who threw ignorance rather than the arrogance of the seniors getting their own way. Now, in terms of saturation, as we're recording this, 3.7% unemployment, there's no saturation going on. We're in a situation where firms are begging for people. They are really desperate for a quality hire. Now, institutions make goofy mistakes on their side. They really think they can assess for fit when they're really completely incapable of doing that. And I'll just simply say, there's no way the way the game is set up now that a firm is capable of assessing for fit. So here we are in this quirky situation where people really want to make a change. Firms really need people. And through their own ignorance, they can't, they're struggling to come together. So in terms of finding that ideal role, the one that really lights them back up again, it's all doable. Now, if you tell me that you're a $250,000 a year person making a complete career switch, a half a million dollar a year person wanting to do something completely different because it's going to excite you and because your quality of life will be compromised and you have no savings at this point, you need to make the same amount of money in the next role. Game isn't set up that way. So there's always adaptability that needs to be placed into this. And there are opportunities available for folks all over the country. What kind of originally brought you to coaching different people to get people excited again about life, work in general? What is, if you could shed a little bit of light on your story and how you got to where you're at? I worked in search for more than 40 years, filled 1,200 plus full-time positions plus consulting assignments. And it is a tough profession. You know, 
when when um, someone wants to buy a car and they go to a dealer, you believe they still have dealers in this country and you can't buy it online with any regularity? <laughs> Give it some time. I digress. No one has to persuade the auto company to sell the car. When you work in search, you have a two-sided transaction that is really tough because you have an individual who is a job hunter. You have an institution who has to be persuaded. It's a tough business, and I did it very well. And for me, the transition to coaching really came with the realization that I wasn't inspired anymore to do things. I really wasn't. And I was trying to look at what I could do with the knowledge and experience I had. I first started with podcasting. And I had the number one show in Apple Podcasts for job search called No BS Job Search Advice. As of now, it has over 1,500 episodes, and no one's even close on that. So I started there. I started doing videos for YouTube to give away knowledge to people. And that started to get my competitive juices going again. Start to bring the fire back within me. And as time progressed, I decided I really wanted to carry that torch into the world that much bigger. So working as a coach, I'm not beholden to institutions and their lies. Because, you know, as a headhunter, you're the messenger of each side lying to the other. And then you get blamed for passing on the messages. And I didn't want to do that anymore. I knew that the game was really set up against job hunters, and I want to help people transition better. Now, I also have an MSW. I also have run men's retreats around the country. I've got a, a dynamic background in a lot of different ways. And as a coach, I'm able to bring a lot of things to bear to help an individual land that next opportunity, hire more effectively, be a better manager, be a better father, mother, husband, wife, partner to the people in their lives. So I'm able to use all the skills I have, not just simply one or two of them. So as I start to think about being a coach, that started to get me back inspired again. And I, separate, I differentiate inspired from motivated. You may use it synonymously, but as I was taught, motivated is when you have to light a fire underneath someone. Inspired is lighting a fire within someone. And I've got that fire back. I think I come across that way, don't I? For sure. I don't think there's any question about it. And I think that kind of leads me into, you know, what's maybe one of the most underrated aspects of being a coach and you've obviously you've kind of referred to it as uh before why not people just if if you're going to be in sports you have a coach if you're going to be in entertainment you have a coach why not have a coach like yourself uh, for life in many different respects so what's maybe the most underrated thing that people don't really look at when they are searching for some help and obviously that's where you come into play for a lot of people to really help cross that bridge for that individual most people think they can do it on their own. And they learn through trial and error. And I have to say the biggest issue for most people is their own foolishness. They know nothing about job hunters. They're like in a game of three-card Monty being taken advantage of. Everything is set up against the job hunter. In those states and locales where firms can still ask about what your compensation is, you know, you're revealing what you're currently earning, and most of these organizations even have a formula for percentage increase that doesn't fully value the person. 
So you pause for a second, and, and once you start to understand how the system is set up, you realize how it's really to the detriment of the job hunter. But they think recruiters are trying to help them find work, and they aren't. So there's just so much that people have a misunderstanding about in the process of finding work, let alone excelling at work. Like, they actually act like companies care about them. <laughs> and they don't. They're just a disposable commodity. Don't believe me? Look at what happened in 2008 and 2009, where millions of very capable and devoted people all over the world got fired. Not because they were incompetent, because firms couldn't afford them anymore. People need to understand that they've got to take responsibility for themselves and their careers. They're the chairman or chairwoman of the board of their own institution, and they have to run it like they run their own business. As such, would you ever surrender your authority to an institution like that? No, of course not. You'd look after yourself and your own shareholders, your husband, wife, or partner, you know, your kids. You'd always look out for them, and that's not what people do. They abdicate responsibility to big mommy and big daddy company, and they get seduced. They get comfortable, and they get hurt. What I do as a coach is look out for them. And I've helped people all over the world look out for their careers and land some great opportunities. Well, Jeff, there's no question about it. You're definitely 100% a motivator in motion with helping people here on a regular basis really kind of break free and get through. Like you said, a lot of times you have to be looking out for yourself. You could be waiting forever, sort of say, right, to kind of get to that point of where you want to go through a company other than yourself, and I, I love that you're the, the chairman or the chairwoman of your own institution. I think that there's no better way to say it than that. For people who want to really reach out to you for coaching, for any type of advice at all, checking out some of your work, where's the best place for them to go? My website is thebiggamehunter.us. Yes, it's a .us address. And one of the fun things to do is go through the blog. I've got thousands of posts that people can watch, listen to, or read that will help them find work more quickly, hire more effectively, be better managers, be better in their lives as well. Again, that's TheBigGameHunter.us. Jeff, thanks for your time. Thanks for helping to inspire or motivate, depending on how you look at it, us here on Motivators in Motion today. We've definitely appreciated it. You're welcome. Hope I've been able to help some of you folks. For you, the listeners of Motivators in Motion, Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. Just go to audibletrial.com slash motivatorsinmotion. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash motivatorsinmotion for your free audiobook.